Take It Home, a wrestling podcast. I am one of your hosts, Zach Hilton, and with me today, as always... Let's make a deal, Jay Steele. That's right. Let's make a deal, Jay Steele. And guess what, guys? We are fully aware and capable with messing with our Gmail, with our Twitter... Like I'm not going to lie to you, people. I'm 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 going to keep it 100 with you. If keep you were if you were writing us like Gmails and shit, I wasn't seeing them. <laughs> yeah, who knows where they were going? I mean, um, some somebody else was probably reading them and probably thinking, "Why do I keep getting this spam mail? What is this about?" Like, we probably have a like some at least like nominations to watch. You know, some people like commenting on our stuff, but guess what? I don't know. I don't know either. I have no idea. I don't have the key. I have nothing. But now, guess what? We have it. We're ready to go. Oh, boy. Oh yeah, boy. We, we are ready to go. So, you know, keep sending in all your emails and stuff. We'll get them now. We <laughs> yeah. promise. Yeah. Now, if you send it, we'll get back to you. Um, but how you been, Jay? How, <laughs> in how a, things in a timely been? manner. Yeah. Hopefully. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe not. I can't anyway. guarantee you anything in the podcast game. We have lives. I mean, if you want to give us some money, then we'll have us be our job. But, you know, we oh, talked man. about that last week. You know, we're, we're the only two guys that still do this that just talk to each other, basically. So That's right. That's right. So how you been? <laughs> Can you hear me? How you been? I've asked yes. you like yep. four fucking times. How you been? Oh, my bad. I'm doing great, man. Doing real good. Yeah, you know, just got home from Minnesota a few days ago. It was cold as hell. That's right. Uh, my nephew kicked my ass in video games. That's what he does. Uh, including the new 2K18 game. Uh, I'm terrible at that. I, You know what? Real quick, I think that it's way – I love that it's how advanced it is now because it's like yeah. doing a real match in yeah. real life. Yeah. But now it's too advanced for me. I can't fucking do it. I liked it better <laughs> in the old day when it was simple like – button mashing to reverse uh-huh. and like kick out and stuff i can't for the life of me kick out anymore because you got to hold the, the x button and kick out at the right time i lose every time well i think i mean honestly jay i think you just need to come here let me train you a little bit come under my learning tree and i'll teach you <laughs> how to play like yeah i'll teach you how to play wwe 2k 18 because like i legitimately only play that game like i'm wrestling a real match like I let, yeah, yeah. I, I get my shine. I let the computer heat me up, and then I do the comeback. And whether or not I win or lose, I'm never mad because I'm like decent match. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. So, uh, well, we'll yeah. have to get, I'll have to come under the learning tree again and, and figure it out so I can go back and <laughs> and beat him up. That's uh, right, baby. Two K eighteen. By the way, before we really get into this episode, I don't know if you know, we have friends. We have friends that still podcast and stuff like that. Like when we were on. Uh, your wrestling show, we did a show with Justin Wilson. Um, and yep. he's like, and he's doing his uh, Good Morning, You're Drunks, and he does hashtag WrestlePals. If you, WrestlePals, yeah. Yeah, if you're ever on, uh, you know, Facebook and you see a video, maybe you go look them up on Facebook, hashtag WrestlePals, and they do like a live show. I think it's every Tuesday, if I'm right. Uh, uh, I, I think I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah, yeah it's Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, but yeah, go to Facebook, check them out. But like, they're in a pod war right now with the Mouthy Broadcast. Have you seen any of this? 
No, I haven't. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's a weird thing. Like they're having a battle with them. I hope it leads into like a real wrestling match. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That well, would be so great. It was funny because like I was I was scrolling through and Nate, the co-host, uh, hashtag WrestlePals, he was uh he was cutting a promo on uh, Mouthy Broadcast and like you know it was pretty decent. And I, all I did was comment. I was like, "You didn't do bad, kid. All you did was leave out the location, time, and who you who you going to wrestle." <laughs> he I, I need it. to. I need to go look this up. I need to see this. Hey, yeah, he didn't do. Great. He didn't do too bad. He didn't do uh, do too bad. So uh, let's just go ahead and get into the the show at hand. Tonight's episode. Jump in. It's a review episode because we're going right into January, which, if you know, is the Royal Rumble. Um, and whether or not we're still watching this product, because last week's episode we watched Class of Champions, Clash of Champions, excuse me. And um, depending on how me and Jay come out of that, we're still watching. But just in case, whether or not we're watching or not, uh, we wanted to record this episode and review a couple of our favorite matches from the Royal Rumble. And the first two that came to hand were my pick which was Kurt Angle versus Chris Benoit for the WWE Championship. But before we get into mm-hmm. that match, Jay had the pick of... Uh, the Rock versus Mankind for the WWF Championship in an I Quit match. That's right. This is the Royal Rumble 1999, The Rock versus Mankind for the WWF Championship. And, you know, we're going to get into the points, the good points, bad points, the lead up, all that. So sit back, relax, get ready for this review of 1999's The Rock versus Mankind for the WWF Championship in an I Quit match. Uh, The lead up of this match, you know, Rock is in the corporation. He's the corporate champ. And Mankind was duped by Vince McMahon and was basically just a pawn just to get the Rock over to the corporation. And through this, you know, Mankind felt used by McMahon and, you know, he started this feud with the Rock. I do not remember at this point, maybe you do, did the Rock all? Yeah, yeah. The Rock was WWF champion and then lost it. What January first to uh, yeah. to Mankind, if I'm correct. Yeah. Yep. So so and that was the that was the big turning point for WWF at the time because everybody was watching WCW. WCW put out on their show, hey, don't turn in, don't turn over to this other show because this is all that's happening. And then everybody did turn to watch Mankind win the WWF and that was championship. The, that was the turning yeah the turning point of the Monday Night Wars because that was the highest that WWF ever scored in in. Um, in the Monday Night Wars, right at that point, right. So this is a this is a big time for the WWF, and I felt while watching you know this match, it is a big time. But even the lead up package, like watching the Rock promo against Mankind, oh, so good. They did packages so good back then. Well, they like, told you the story, the lead up, to yeah. It. It's not just a bunch of, I I feel like video packages now, and I'm not trying to harp on the current product or whatever, but at least when I watch video packages back then, it just felt like, okay, I'm watching chronologically 
what the story has been for the past month. Where if yeah, you watch, you're, you're getting a mini a mini movie, yeah, basically. Yeah, and when you watch ones now, it's like you know they'll show footage from like two years ago of Dolph Ziggler hitting a move on somebody, not necessarily Dolph Ziggler hitting that move on the same person two weeks ago. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it is it it is fun going back and being able to relive uh, the lead up to the matches and the lead up here was you know rock lost his title he wanted his rematch mankind being like nah son you can't get it and rock guaranteeing yep. that corporation wasn't going to come out so then mankind finally was like i you get your match but it's going to be an i quit match because at this point mankind loved pain he never wanted to you know quit a match and he knew in this circumstance he would not lose right and uh, i want to touch on it because it was um like you said so the rock was like the uh, notice, no, no count out. And that guy was like, nope, no disqualification. Nope. Yeah. The corporation's banned from ringside. Nope. And then the rock was like, all right, fine. And I, I quit, man. I don't know what it's getting. He said, yes, but, I quit match. And that's, yeah. and that was kind of, uh, the whole story part of, of this, where that comes into play too. Cause, um, and as we'll talk about later, cause then, you know, mankind, uh, at the end of his, his promo there, you know, he says, I'm going to make you say, I quit, I quit, I quit. Right, exactly, and I'll play in later on, not even in the match, but or you know the very end of the match he'll play into. But it it seems back then storylines really affected the match, and like I said, yeah. we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, so we're beginning with the match. Um, what were some good things in this for you? Um, you know, honestly, and if. You know, for our listeners that uh, listen to us here uh, in the first incarnation of Take It Home and then back in the YWS days, you'll know that I'm a, uh, or I grew up a big fan of all like the gimmick matches. Gimmick matches always seemed to get me the best. Like I, I really enjoyed those. Mm-hmm. I didn't get into like loving psychology, real good psychology wrestling matches until later in life. Right. Um, so, so this is just uh, a memory of like, uh, that that gimmick magic, ooh, and I quit match. It's going to be brutal. Uh, they're going to beat the crap out of each other, and that was always like my biggest. Uh, I don't know if I want to say turn on to wrestling, but um, <laughs> it, it, honestly, it was. I was it was always a, a fan of that. Um, what I loved here is um, again, I loved seeing that video package again. That really just brought me back and got me into it. Um, and with the Rock and Mankind, it just you would watch these guys and they would literally beating the shit out of each other. And that always has been um, a high point for me um, in in a highlight of any matches when um, it's, it looks so real because they are, they're beating the crap out of each other, you know? Um, So I really, I really loved that. Um, And yeah, it's, it does get hard to watch uh, because of how brutal it gets. Um, but yeah, that realism factor is there the whole entire match. Um, and I would say that was the biggest thing um, that I love about uh, rewatching this. What about you? I feel I feel like it is um, a very, very well done storied match. Um, mm-hmm. I enjoyed seeing the 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 fight between mankind and rock because the way that they all came off, they really did. Uh, seem like they hate each other and Mm -hmm. you know go back in the day you always heard rumors that they all hung out and shit like that but like yeah 
it truly it truly felt like these two didn't get along. It felt like they didn't like each other and that they were going to beat the snot out of each other. And you hit it on the head that it looked real. And it was real. And I remember back in the day, you know, if, you know, I'm talking to a family member or something like that when they go, oh, wrestling's fake. This was the match that I would bring them to. That's like, oh, mm-hmm. it's fake. Now, looking back on it, I'm not sure if that's a good thing because, you know, I am a big fan of the product today with, you know, psychology of matches, like you said, and like mm-hmm. the wrestling moves and stuff like that. Where this this was straight up a fight. It was two men just beating the tar out of each other, and they they knowing uh, wrestling moves weren't going to just put the guy down. Um, right. Some of my favorite moments in the match. I mean, obviously, mankind falling off the side of the the seats and hitting the the electrical box. Oh. Yeah, I was just I was just thinking that actually. But go ahead. Uh, I, I think that was a very well-placed, like, this is the turn of the match. This is where Mankind's hurt from physical pain, but he's going to keep continuing, and he won't give up, quote-unquote. And that, to me, felt real. Because, at the, I mean, before this is when Mankind fell off the top of the Hell in a Cell. So, mm-hmm. so we know he can go through some pain. So this at least showed that... He got weakened, and I do love the storytelling that way. Um, what are other good points for you in this match? Um, yeah, like I was going to say, um, I, I, I forgot about it until you brought it up, but um, when he hit that electrical switchboard, they had the sparks, and they, they cut the lights out, too. Like, yeah. it went dark in the arena. Um, yeah. And, you know, at that time, like, that didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't do um, stunts like that. Yeah, where, special effects. Oh, holy crap, like, well, that wasn't supposed to happen. Like, I, I love that, especially when I can go back now, um, having been uh, in pro wrestling and, you know, knowing what's going on, um, but being able to be taken back and like, holy crap, like, that's not supposed to happen, you know? Right. Um, so that's definitely a high point. Um, and then I really liked also every time that um, – the the microphone was brought to their mouth to ask if they quit. There wasn't an immediate response like no, like just the the selling of it and drawing it out. Like uh, is he is he going to is he going to? Right. And then they say no, or you know if, if it's the Rock, you know in typical Rock fashion at that time, you know saying no by giving some type of insult. You know I'm gonna take your monkey ass or, right. or something. Yeah. Um, so I, I think overall those those are really huge. Um, that played into this match as well of um, how well that was done. Absolutely. Um, I would also say another good part of this match, and it's really funny watching it and thinking about it today, like, you know, they really want, like, a Roman Reigns to be the next guy, obviously, and telling us he's the guy. And watching this match and seeing how young The Rock is, and, you know, he's, I would say, probably younger than Roman is currently. And the way that The Rock, yes, in the ring, he wasn't as solid. But seeing him ooze the charisma and coming up on the spot with the catchphrases and the insults that he was doing, that's what the people fell in love with him about. And it's kind of funny because it made me think, I wonder if we would get a different Roman Reigns if they just said, go have fun out there. 
think of something. You know what? We'll we'll try something out. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You know what I mean? So the the good for me in this match is the fact that Rock got to improv some of this stuff. Now I will say later on I'm going to say some of the Rock's improv is a bad thing in this match, but we'll get to that in a minute. Do you have any other final good things you want to talk about? Um, no, I really think um, just it, all of that covers it. Um, like we said, the the ending part of that is um, the the playback of Mankind saying, I quit back in that promo. And I think that was so yeah. also just wonderfully done, an yeah. awesome way of doing it. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think, you know, you, you can always go back and, and – be like, you know, I wonder how things would be if, if this never happened in pro wrestling or if they did it a different way. Mm-hmm. And I really think, you know, with it, the way they did that, had Mankind actually said I quit, things would be a lot different in, in a lot of different ways. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yes. just think about all the all the um, matches that followed for Mankind there of um, going through uh, whatever it is, hardcore matches or um, I'm specifically thinking of like when he faced Edge at WrestleMania, you know, just these things that are like brutal. You see mankind like this guy that just will not stop. You well, know what I mean? I guess um, I guess you're you're actually really hitting it right there where they protected mankind. They protected McFoley where, you mm-hmm, know, he's yep. a dangerous son of a bitch who doesn't quit. And if mankind would have quit that match, you're you're right. It would have been a different uh, a different course, I think, for him because, like you said, uh, the week before he did yell into the microphone, "I quit, I quit, I quit." And at the end of this match, Rock puts the mic in his face, or you know, down by his mouth, but Mick Foley's face down so you can't see his mouth and you just hear over the speakers i quit i quit i quit and mm-hmm. and honestly like brooke was watching the match with me and she's never seen it before and i didn't pre-warn her or anything but when that happened like and she was engaged into the match but she looked at me and she goes straight up he didn't say that that didn't come out of his mouth like in a way of like that's you know, that's corny looking more. So what the fuck did that mean? You know what I mean? It gave you yeah. reason to watch Monday night raw the next night. It gave you a protection for mankind, not looking like he did quit this match. And it further made the rock look strong, like a douche because he controlled majority of that match. Like I would say 70% of that match is rock offense. And like he and you know they they played it before in the video like mankind had a match earlier that night against viscera, um, mm-hmm. so like he that shows you why he's so tired before even getting into this match, um, you know putting the cards against him they protected and mankind wasn't even the number one face in the company. So it's funny when you look at that happened in 1999 and you've brought it up like all these McFoley moments after this bring up McFoley in 2004 against Randy Orton bring it up against Edge. He lost all those matches and it made me think every time McFoley came back as like a special guest of some sort, you know, even in a match like 
you automatically assume that he would lose because he started getting a losing streak against these matches instead of making him look like, you know, him versus uh, The Rock and get screwed out. Him versus Triple H and getting screwed out of it. You know what I mean? So I, I think, I think, you know, they did a really good job of protecting mankind and the rock in this situation. And it's something maybe they should start looking at again because maybe you're not getting mega stars because people can't get behind people that constantly lose. You hit the nail on the head right there. I was just going to say, you know, the stuff like that doesn't happen nowadays where, you know, you have that, um, that real, you like, Oh, he, they see I've screwed over legit. You know, you just don't have that anymore. Um, they still try to do it like that, but it doesn't come off like that. Um, mankind getting screwed over in 1999, you know? Right. Um, and just like you said, the, nowadays they'll just have them lose. Like, Oh, he lost. He was, he was, he had an off night and he lost. He'll right. get another chance. Right. You know they don't, they yeah. don't treat it like, you know, this is actually a big deal. If you lose, like, you don't understand that people like me just using today's case, like I love Finn Balor, but if you're showing me on TV, you don't care how far Finn Balor goes because he doesn't get wins anymore, then I'm not going to be invested in him. No matter how much you put like Roman down my throat and he does win constantly, there's there's the differ is that you piss people off with people that they like that should get wins while a guy's walking around who gets wins shouldn't get them exactly yep so and, i mean uh i think uh, we're, i think um, we're kind of going off track right now yeah, but we're, um we're good. so let's go <laughs> negatives what's negative about this match in your eyes uh um i guess uh Really, the only negative, uh, and I'm just looking at it from from a, a health um, aspect, is my God, like the I am shots. so surprised that Mick Foley is not like literally mentally handicapped at this point. Right. There was so there was ten unprotected chair shots to the head while yeah. he was handcuffed. Yeah. Not to mention, you know, whatever happened, you know, prior to getting handcuffed. Um, so yeah, I mean, again, like I said, I'm. As a kid, I loved the the brutal matches. Like, yeah, give it to me. Right. Um, but and, yeah, I guess that's really the only negative is um, just so much, so many risks that that were taken. And thankfully, you know, both guys are are okay at at this day and age. Yeah, I think, I, and I'm with you. That what the shit was that? Okay, I'm back. Um, I'm, I'm so mad at those chair shots now i mean back in the day wow i mean the violence and that's what wwf was back then and thankfully they have changed a little bit but man those chair shots to the head are just some of the vicious things that i I, it's hard to watch now surprisingly um but i think but i think that also carries with what we know and what we've seen um but that being said what I find negative is that, and this is coming from a wrestling world of doing it, is that near the end when I see McFoley feeding his back to The Rock and The mm-hmm. Rock just being like, nah, I'm going to hit your head. 
that's yeah. a huge negative to me. The fact that The Rock felt that he could be, you know, unsafe with McFoley at that point when Mick is basically being like, all right, I'm done, is kind of fucking bullshit. And I think it's something that I'm not sure if he got heat over it. I'm not sure if he even got in trouble for it. I mean, I know Beyond the Mat talks about it a little bit, but that's not like the the whole story. Um, so that's that to me is a big no no, especially since it's obvious Mick was feeding his back to him. Um, yeah, that last that last shot right yeah, on the, uh, the, the rampway clearly yeah. clearly that's hey here's my back. Here's uh, my you back know, and back. who knows maybe. Mick, Mick might have been like, you know, we'll do this handcuff spot and hit me in the head. Like, I, I trust you. And, you know, maybe it was like until, you know, if I don't want you to hit me anymore, then I'm not going to feed you my head. Right. So it could have been a situation like that. You know, obviously we don't know, but um, my God. Yeah, like you said, that last one, just awkward as fuck, number one, from that angle. Um, and I'm glad that I'm glad that was the last one, but I wish it wasn't done that way. All right. And then I guess my only other, uh, negative in the match, and this is just looking at it from a standpoint of now in the way I watch wrestling matches, brother, there's like two wrestling moves in the match total. I think (laughs) I, I honestly think he went for a rock bottom table broke underneath him, which I thought was funny. Uh, yeah. I know Rock hit a DDT, and I think there was a clothesline at one point. But, like, other than that, there are no wrestling moves. And I'm not saying every match needs to be stuffed with wrestling moves. But at the same time, it, it was weird watching this match. And, I mean, I know that's basically what Austin and Rock do. But there's something, and maybe we'll do a review of one of their matches later on. But it it was just... Some of this, I was just like, man, I hope this isn't a 40-minute match. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yep. But that's a negative. Yeah, okay. I, I, I agree. Okay. So, right now, one to five uh, with eyes of before and eyes now, what do you rate this match? Um, honestly, I'm, I'm going to have to – I'm going to give it the same score that I would from eyes from before. Uh, eyes from before – is a four okay and eyes now i'm still gonna give it a four just because um of of what happens after that you know what i'm saying yes for both 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 guys in their career how it how it changed them how it progressed them uh and then just the the lead up or again the before the lead up to it and then now looking at it the same way what happens after i'm going to give it a four for both of them I think, I think you know, it is a very important feud for both guys. I think you could do a whole DVD of just their feud and, you know, just watch the story that was told in 1998, 1999. Um, and I, for me, you know, looking at eyes then and eyes now, I think I'm going to meet in the middle and say three and a half. I'm going to get three and a half out of it because back in the day I would have given it a four. And right now, currently, I would say a three, but I'll meet in the middle. So, I mean, you know, we're about par on that, four and three and a half. Um, yeah. But, you know, a, a very solid match. And like you said, very important to them. I'm not sure if it's my favorite out of their feud, but it's definitely their most brutal. Yeah, I'm, I would I'd piggyback into the same thing. I don't know necessarily that it's my favorite Rock Mankind uh, match ever, uh, but definitely the one of the most important 
uh, in my eyes. Yes. All right, so from there, we're going to go to another Royal Rumble match, and this one comes from 2003, and it is Kurt Angle defending the WWE Championship against Chris Benoit. And the lead-up to this, you know, uh, Kurt Angle, and again, let's touch on the video package. The video package told a story. Like, the video package gave you a story from December to this, in which was Kurt Angle was number one contender, beat Big Show for the WWE Championship, and then actually turned uh, from being a good guy to a bad guy and became a Paul Heyman guy. And uh, they basically taunted Brock Lesnar and was like, you're not going to ever be WWE champion again. Uh, Chris Benoit is in a number one contendership match against the Big Show, which was really weird because I think at that time also Big Show was still a Paul Heyman guy. So, like, I guess, you know, from a from a story standpoint, you're kind of at a, a, a wall because it's, you know, do we really go for this big show versus Kurt Angle feud that no one's going to give a crap about because they're both bad guys? Or are we actually going to give Chris Benoit the win here? And they did. And I think this is the first chance to really show the Chris Benoit main event, which basically 2004 is Chris Benoit's year. So this is leading right into Chris Benoit's uh, mainstream uh, main eventing. Yeah, and again with the video packages. So I wasn't watching wrestling at this time. This was my off time from uh, 03 until about 2007-ish. Yeah. So I missed a lot. I missed a lot of stuff. And seeing that video package and how well that the story was told, like I is like I never missed anything. Right. And that's how good um, they used to do those damn video packages, man. Um, I wish it was. Like we just just talked about, I wish it was still that way. Um, and one thing that really surprised me is like just how over Benoit was for simply like his, his intensity yeah. and his and his wrestling ability because he couldn't really talk. What well. he wasn't really a talker. No, he um, wasn't a talker. He was a man of three words. Yeah, and it's just crazy how just over he was um, as a babyface at that point. So. Um, that was really surprising uh, for me. So, so is this your uh, first ahead, time watching it? Is this your first time watching yeah. this match? Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Okay, so um, my good for this match, um, and since you just talked about him, is Chris Benoit had such a realistic offense that uh, mm-hmm. no matter what he did, like it felt real. Like, whether he was punching you, chopping you, German suplexing you, whatever he was doing, everything felt real. And um, I just, I, I I loved everything that, at this time, Chris Benoit was doing. Because I, I he was my guy, I will be honest. He was my guy, my wrestler, and I think he was a lot of guys' wrestlers. Because he was doing things like Eddie Guerrero that... Uh, you know, WWF guys weren't doing like Chris Jericho did come over and that's where, you know, this group really uh, flourished and, you know, they changed the game in a lot of ways. I feel like Chris Benoit is a stepping stone to the, the kind of action that we get today and Kurt Angle being homegrown WWF, like these two getting in the ring. If you watch this match, you can kind of see, uh, talent today like I can see Daniel Bryan and 
you know, Dean Ambrose, Dolph Ziggler. I see all those kind of matches happening in this one match. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And, um, man, like, there's only one other person that I can think of off the top of my head, but these two guys are so good, especially in this match. We already know that they're, they're great, but so good together in this match. The mix of number one uh, technical ability, but also the ability to brawl and mix those two things together. The only other person I can think of that did that so well is Eddie Guerrero, who you just mentioned. And like, um, yeah, it was so like, that's one of my high points is just how, like you said, how real it was. Um, and then just how technical, like the wrestling, obviously Angle and Olympian, Benoit coming out of the, coming out of Canada and, you know, those Canadians can wrestle. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah. But like, my God, it was just, that was so, I was so into this match. Um, and I wouldn't have been, if I was watching back in 2003, I know I wouldn't have been. Um, and yeah, that, that's, that's my biggest point for this match is just how athletic that these guys are, how technical they are, but then also being able to bring that, that realism and like their own, oh, Shit, they're brawling one second and now they're trading hold for hold the next second so that was really cool yeah it was it's neat that the match the way that the story felt was like okay let's wrestle don't outshine me oh you're outshining me now i must fight you and then no matter what it would always go back to the wrestling and what was cool yep. is that they they were legitimately a mirror because, like, if you saw good, you saw bad version. If you saw Superman, you saw radioactive man. You know what I mean? Nuclear man or whatever the hell he's called. So it's like, you, you know, like, you know, they both have the German suplexes. They both have uh, devastating uh, submissions. So it was really neat to see them trading German suplexes, which was a highlight in the match. And then yeah. how many reversals each of them would get into their submissions and out of their submissions. It is different every time. Every different time. Every time. The trade. It would it never great. be the same. And that was that's definitely a high point for me. And now my final really awesome high point, and this is going to sound weird, Mike Kyoto, the referee in this match, was so on point. And what I'm saying here is, if you watch the match and see how fast his count was, because his count would go one, two, like that to me almost made it even more dramatic because it was like, fuck, you're going so fast. These guys shouldn't kick out. But like yeah. the, every single count was so close to a finish. it I almost forgot how the ending was supposed to be. Because I remember at one point, like, you know, I, I knew Kurt was going to win, but the, I had this split second where I forgot that Kurt won. And Kurt was going for a German suplex, and Chris Benoit did a roll-up from it. And Mike Kyoto's count was so quick, I thought that was the fucking finish of the match. And I popped. I popped, literally. It was like, holy shit. And then I remember, I was like, oh, my God, these guys... We're so close. Kurt Angle was king of the last second kick out. Yeah, no, he definitely was. And I didn't even say that now. And I, I remember now watching it like it was, it seemed very, very dramatic in that aspect. And I couldn't really put my finger on it. But now that you mentioned that, it, it makes sense. Um, and the other thing I was going to say is that 
you know, I I knew that uh, Benoit um, was was champion. Uh, I didn't know when he was the champion though, so this was very dramatic in that aspect for me too. Because I was like, oh shit, this is when Benoit wins. This is when Benoit. This is awesome. Right. Um, so they had me from the get. Right. Yeah. No, it's very good. It's a very good wrestling story to watch. Um, jumping into the negatives. I mean, honestly, I only have one negative to talk about, and it's the fact that Chris Benoit is a murderer. <laughs> and like, and, yeah, he and, murders his whole family. Yeah, he murders his old family. If you didn't know, um, and I, I, I've dabbled in watching Chris Benoit matches, uh through the time since um but honestly i did get that cringy feeling watching it and it did make me go okay well i don't plan on watching this match for a long long time um yeah and i don't know when's the next time i'm going to pick a chris benoit match uh, if it's not like a multi-man match or something like that but like it is weird to watch it now knowing what we know and i never thought it would affect me but i'm I'm not gonna lie it did affect me um did do you have any negatives um no honestly like i i have zero negatives um if i had to think of something i would just say since you brought up you know christian why he murdered his whole family um and when we talk about that, they talk about what um, his brain was like a 90-year-old man or something like that, degenerative yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. Um, so when I was watching, I was seeing, like, how many times he hit his head, and especially, yeah. like, on that last headbutt when he, the when he nailed headbutt. it. Oh, yeah. Like, he slams his face right into Kurt's shoulder. You know, just things like that, um, it makes you think about, you know, how dangerous we didn't, we didn't recognize head injuries back then yeah. you know um hell it makes me even think about my head injuries and i'm thankful that you know hey i'm kind of glad i don't fall down on purpose anymore yeah thankfully you like, won't kill nobody i don't want to hurt i don't want to murder my whole family you please know don't because so. your mom just bought me a sweet birthday gift <laughs> and i really don't need you to kill my steel i'm putting that on podcast right now don't kill exactly. my steel exactly so <laughs> um but yeah i mean i uh, what's your uh, your rating from before and your eyes now? I mean, honestly, I it's weird because, you know, I did talk about the negative about what happened, but I don't think I'm going to let it deteriorate. Boy, that was a word. Uh, yeah, it was. But I want to continuously say that it's a five-star match. Yeah. Awesome. I, I don't. I, I, I think the one thing that I think is missing today like if you were to go to talent, uh, even upcoming indie people or whatever, make them watch this match because the one thing that they pull off in this that you don't really see much uh, today, especially in the E, is that they lay their shit in. Like mm -hmm. from the hits to the moves, it felt real. Like how we said as much as Rock and Mankind felt like they were beating the crap out of each other. Angle and Benoit were beating the crap out of each other, and it didn't look like a oh, dance. Yeah. It, as much yeah. as of a dance as it was, it did not look like a dance. Yeah, and also too, and I mean, you know, times change, and you know, everything we always hear every time, everything is faster these days. Yep. Uh, sports are faster, uh, music is faster, yada yada. So the the age that we're in is a faster paced wrestling match, but 
you know, even just taking a few extra seconds and the amount of selling that both these guys did after once they got into the, the mix of the match, the heat of the match, like how things affected their bodies and how they, you know, you could just like literally Everything selling like, little, something. Things, little, little things like dropping a shoulder because their shoulder's injured or whatever the case, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Just seeing that is such a is such a uh, a relief to go back and watch that because we don't get that nowadays of oh. legit selling. Yeah, and I mean, like you know, Kurt Angle was working Chris Benoit's you know ankle for a while before Chris Benoit tapped out, and like you know, I feel like yep. a lot of matches today. Like I'm not saying it's guaranteed this way, but you know, Charlotte Flair, like she'll work the match the whole time. She's working the upper body and then out of nowhere she puts on the figure eight and it's a tap out. But yep. like she didn't work the leg as my and, and I know she sometimes she does. I know sometimes, you know, she'll work it as a heel against uh someone who does know how to work. But at the same time it's like make things matter. You know, if you only got seven minutes, you don't have to let the finish be a submission like that. I don't know. I'm with you though. I don't want to get yeah. off subject. Five star match in my eyes. But I'll I'll say five stars too. And I don't have I don't have eyes from before to watch it. Cause it's my first time watching it. But right. like I said, and from what you can um, hold up, play what I've said in this whole review, it's it's five stars. Like it's a wonderful match from beginning to to the end. Absolutely, awesome. Thank you for uh, listening to our reviews of Royal Rumble Classics: The Rock vs. Mankind, the I Quit match from 1999, and Kurt Angle vs. Chris Benoit from 2003. And like we said earlier, if you want to get in contact with us, if you want us to review a match that you love, all you gotta do is give us a Gmail because we can look at it now, and that's take it home 757 at gmail.com. We also have Twitter. If you don't feel like doing that, Jay now has the Twitter, so he could respond to you. Slip him a I DM. Yeah, Just do. slip him a little DM there about you want. And that's uh, at Take It Home Pod. Also, Facebook. And also, I mean, depending on what happens, uh, what happens Sunday at Clash of Champions, you might need to provide a YouTube link because we may or may not have a WWE network. We may not. I may, I may cancel the subscription till the Rumble. <laughs> I mean, I know yeah. that's only a month. I know that's ten dollars, but that's not ten dollars you're not going to get from me, pal. <laughs> yeah, well, it's twenty dollars because I'm canceling too. You know what? Actually, that's twenty dollars. And don't think we won't come up with new Gmails. Because don't think I won't put it under the Taken Home Gmail just to uh, get a free month. Get a free month of this shit, buddy. Yeah. Don't think I won't put it on a Taken Home Gmail just so I can write it off on my taxes. You sons of bitches. <laughs> Don't think I'm just going to create a random Yahoo.com <laughs> email that I'm never going to check, but I'm going to sign up for your network and get a free month. Don't think. Don't think I won't do it. Don't think after the Rumble we won't sign up an AOL account just to get on your ass to give us no way out for free, you sons of bitches. Yeah, and it's WrestleMania season. So don't think that I won't go to Hotmail and sign up for one of those free free emails or even I might even sign up for earthlinks.net but sign up so I get WrestleMania. Buddy, you thought I was gonna watch Backlash in April? Nah, son. I'm getting that MSN email and I'm coming for you, Backlash. I don't even know what's after Backlash, but I'll go to KBJRmail.com and I will sign up for that pay per view. 
Oh, you didn't think I wasn't going to sign up for that trash man job and then get myself a .gov? Are you kidding me? I'm going to totally sign up for .gov so I can watch Judgment Day. Okay, pal? Oh, man, this has gone off the rails. Oh, 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 I'm going to watch. I'm going to see Fully Loaded. You're damn right I'm going to see Fully Loaded. I'm going to sign up. I don't even care where I have to go. I mean, hell, I'll go to get a job at McDonald's if I need to. You can show at McDonald's.com so I can see Fully Loaded. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Are you going to England for one night only? Is that where you're going? Well, guess where I'm going? I'm going to give you the Iggy because I got no more emails to get. <laughs> I think we drained them off. Wait, <laughs> We don't really need to see a rebellion or insurrection anymore. No, no, we don't. Even though I will say there is one rebellion. I think it's rebellion that has it. That um, uh, uh, Jacqueline shows her boobies. Oh, I've seen that one, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's on the network. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh, God. Whatever. You're getting the Iggy. So go ahead and give it to him, baby. <laughs> Give us that squeeze, baby, because we just reviewed the Royal Rumble. We got to take it home.